I recall Central Park in fall. How you tore your dress. What a mess. I confess, that's not all. Say Ferris. Say Ferris. Say Ferris Bueller. What? Ferris Bueller. They say he's like on the verge of death or something. Oh, I heard he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows his kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out of 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Well, a group of us are collecting money to buy Ferris Bueller a new kidney, and they run about 50 G's or so. So if you wouldn't mind helping out... Go piss up a flag. I'm sorry? You should be. What if you need a favor from Ferris Bueller someday? Then where will you be, huh? You heartless wench! If you'd like to help us save Ferris... Join us at Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, only from DuelingGenre.com. Oh, he's very popular, Red. The Sportos and Motorheads, Geek Sluts, Bloods, Waste Toys, Dweebies, Dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Dueling Genre. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie, one Foot Clan attacking minute at a time. It is minute number 46. It is Monday. I am your host, Scott Tofty. With me, as always, are Chris. Ugh, Monday. (laughs) Rachel. Hello. And Adam. Bossa Nova. Chevy. Anybody? Uh, That that other thing. Uh, (laughs) Avon. Nova. <laughs> um, so it's minute 46. We are, we are starting a new week, and we are very excited to have with us, straight from the Savage Land podcast, Mr. Jason Hammonds this week is our very special guest. Hello, Jason. Oh, hello. Thank you for having me on the show. We are very happy to have you on the show. I think you, are, you might be our first West Coaster on the show. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so lining Representing up the three-hour time difference has been pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's been a challenge when we were doing uh, I, we're really for both podcasts that I've done, whether it was the Living Dead Minute or the Savage Land. We have a lot of guests and interviews and stuff like that. And uh, it's been a challenge sometimes getting, you know, it's usually L.A. and New York are like the two main locations that people are. And so getting that high density podcast areas. Yes. You really are. <laughs> it's really funny Saturation when you think rate. about it, that a, a format that anyone can do somehow most people are still centered on the coasts. Centered on the coasts, spread to the... Anyway, semantics. Something like Um, that. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) So you mentioned the Living Dead Minute. You mentioned... uh, We mentioned Savage Land Podcast. What is the Savage Land Podcast, Jason? Uh, So it is a comic uh, book-themed podcast where we interview uh, writers, artists, editors, people like that who, you know, uh, create comic books, whether it's for Marvel, DC, Image, uh, you know, any of... Really any comic, honestly, web comics. Um, and we also talk about random geek related topics. So we try to have at least one episode a week, uh, which is normally interviews, but then twice a month or so, we'll just do like a random topic, uh, like this week's, or I guess the week that we're recording this, um, our topic was, would you join Starfleet? Um, and so we will pick like, you know, a random sort of thing to talk about, but, uh, mostly just, uh, interviews with comics creators. All right, adding this one to the list of podcasts that I'm going to have to start listening to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, um, have you ever had anyone from Ninja Turtles on your show? 
You know, I haven't, but I've actually, uh, I've, I've talked to Kevin Eastman a couple of times at conventions. He's actually Ooh. based out here in, well, he's not based in LA, but he is in LA all the time because he's yeah. uh, working with Nickelodeon on the uh, Ninja Turtles show. He's doing the, the IDW one. books too. Yeah, he, yeah. He and he's like, well. yeah, and he's editor on Heavy Metal Magazine. Yep. He, that dude's busy. Um, he's a pretty prolific dude. Yeah, and he's he's like one of my sort of, you know, mantelpiece interviews that I want to have. Um and so I've talked to him a couple times and we're hoping that uh, at some point this year we'll we'll have conducive schedules to being able to do that. Oh, excellent. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so What's the website for Savage Land? Uh it's uh you can go to savagelandpodcast.com or you can go to our main website uh that might be cool.com which has all the podcasts that I've ever done um and the podcasts that we will be doing in the coming months. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Jason, we are here to talk about turtles. So can you let us know how did you first get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, I first got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles through my brothers. Uh, I'm, I'm the youngest of three kids. Both my brothers are significantly older than me. They're nine and seven years older than me. Uh, and they grew up uh, religiously watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so it, like, it was a huge sort of pervasive influence in my house because by the time I was even born, they were both already completely cemented in the world of turtles. <laughs> and so they would go out into the front yard with sticks shoved into the back of their sweatpants or their diapers, depending on how old they were. Uh, and they would fight each other with ninja weapons and, you know, like they, they would use their pants or their diapers as a way of like, you know, the, the, the way that the turtles store their weapons, um, like the katanas or whatever, cause they both wanted to be leo was the big problem doesn't every kid Mm. at that age it's true i i've always been more of a raf guy myself but uh at least who i like i don't know if i identify with raf that much um but yeah they were both trying to be leo and so they would always just like fight each other in the yard with sticks and stuff like that um and then uh this movie actually came out a couple years before i was born um but uh when that came out that was something that they immediately demanded that our parents have on vhs and uh you know we probably went through i think over the course of me growing up we went through maybe four copies of the uh vhs for ninja turtles and ninja turtles too <laughs> so um, you i think you are the youngest guest that we've had on the show how old are you <laughs> i am uh let's see by the time this comes out i'll probably be 24 Oh, oh wow. wow! Wow! A wee yeah. baby. A you baby. are a wee babe. A wee Compared. little guy. I know. So we're all in what our early thirties at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I oh. feel so lame now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're you're totally 30s. fine. I everybody 30s. that I, like I podcast with is uh, right around your same your same age. For some reason, I just I got onto the uh, bug this younger. Is, it's super cool though because I don't think I don't very often get a chance to talk to people. You know. Eight years younger than me about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Usually, it's a it, that fad has passed. So the fact <laughs> that you're into it and like have vivid memories about it is is super cool for me. I'm very interested this week to hear your perspective on all this stuff. Yeah, uh, I, yeah work, and- I work with a couple 22 year olds who have no idea what I'm talking about. Half the time, <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, I do this podcast about Ninja Turtles. About what? What? I work <laughs> with someone. <laughs> I work uh, with someone who has who at one point had no idea who Steve Urkel was, yeah. and that just oh, blew boy. my brain Sacrilege. apart. I, I didn't know how to deal lucky with that them. information. Yeah, well, lucky I mean, them, Chris. Yeah, like first of all, lucky you. <laughs> says, not having says, to deal. says a guy who at his like fifth grade talent uh, talent show did a, a killer Steve Urkel impression. Nice. <laughs> you and all the rest of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we're here to talk about. 
Ninja Turtles. So let's let's as much as I would love to do a Family Matters minute. No, no, no. No, it's a rare condition this day and age. Stop it. Now that that you've said it, oh my god, you said it. Someone's gonna do it. Wait a minute. That theme song is eerily, eerily prophetic. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? It's a rare condition this day and age to see any good news on the newspaper page. Oh, no. Wow. Anyway, moving back to Ninja Turtles. We're on minute 46. This minute starts with uh, Donna Kelly, reality. Donatello getting a swift kick in the front shell mm. and uh, ends with Casey Jones saying, whoa, uh, <laughs> a little bit like oh Joey God. Lawrence from Blossom fame. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Oh my. yeah, Vinny yeah. Barbarino is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so love it. From the shore. My my thing about this minute is it it was sort of hard for me to go through and make notes on this minute because it's just kind of a of a fight scene. So there's I only have yeah. a few points that I want to make. So the rest of you feel free to jump in as much as you can. But the first thing that I sort of noticed about this scene is overall, this is a very cartoony fight scene. Oh yeah, yeah. It <laughs> this is, is this is yes. PG fight choreography all the way. Yeah, and. It's funny because we just saw this thing on the roof last week with the the foot soldiers going after Raph, and then the the fight scene up in the apartment. I don't think was quite this cartoony, but all of a sudden we get down into the basement, and it's just a little bit more silly. Thoughts? <laughs> it's total agreement. I think it's like a progression of, of action kind of thing where in, in many cases, action just gets more and more epic and kind of builds on itself and gets really, you know, just, just higher stakes. But in the Ninja Turtles world, it's just it's, it's the physics of their world demand that when a fight keeps progressing, it just gets more cartoony rather than more epic. Yeah, you start at the top, you start at the top with the serious choreography and you work your way down to the basement with the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. they are a bunch of, like, goofball teenagers, too. So, like, I, I, I like the fact that this fight takes place in an antiques shop. Like, yeah. that was that was good writing and that, Don't like, oh, anything. we'll have this great fight scene in an antique store where they can just use whatever they can get their hands on. And I can almost see this, like, really sped up with the Benny Hill theme <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Yakety sax. Yakety yeah. sax, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just sort of come back to this idea of like these foot soldiers are th- these guys are trained fighters. They're going along with this and they're like smashing turtles' heads on pianos and like right. they're dogpiling on top of Leonardo. Like there's no technique here at all. Maybe maybe this is the B team. <laughs> That's it's like, this is it's junior a very, varsity. <laughs> they, these are the guys that were not fit to go, climb up the building and crash yeah, through the windows. Because there were ninjas in these the basement the in the walk. last in the last minute. So maybe the, Wait, the, the ones on you, the you roof. You have an inner like, ear problem, John. You have an inner ear problem. You're not breaking through the window today. I like that thought. These are the guys that they're not quite good enough to climb. They're not the climbing ninjas. They're like, we're the go into the basement ninjas. You you fail you fail rope climbing. You're not you're not climbing. The waves did not teach you how to climb rope. But this is a very this is a very Warner Brothers uh, cartoon style, like almost a Bugs Bunny style of comedy, where Bugs Bunny would often pull people down to his level. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. could be the, the turtles doing that to the the foot soldiers, like like they're being really goofy, and then like just by proxy, so are these foot soldiers, like you know, getting them to say rabbit season or getting them to say duck season. At that <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's um, almost like if if a boxer and a wrestler were to get into a fight, 
Ah. You know, at some point, one of them's got to switch over into that other method of fighting. Like, if you're a boxer, but then a wrestler starts, you know, putting you in holds and stuff, you're not going to try and box him. You got to, you got to start playing his game a little bit. You got to be real (laughs) careful when you start saying the word wrestler on this podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) You have some hardcore fans, and Chris does. Chris doesn't always like it when Adam and I go off on tangents. Well, no. Let me tell you something. Boxer versus wrestler. I'm thinking actually collegiate wrestler, and the collegiate wrestler will always force the boxer to fight his. Oh, you mean like Chris, like a real wrestler? Yes, real wrestling. Oh, An okay. amateur wrestler. <laughs> yeah. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, boys, boys, calm yourselves. <laughs> it's only a podcast. Down, heel. <laughs> Don't make me drop weight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we get this this really cartoony fight. So I love the, the, the callback to the symbol crash. Mikey yeah. sneaks up behind the guy with the symbols. So, and, so, and yeah, but like on the first impact there, it kind of makes sense. Like the, his head is like in the bottom part of the symbol, so the tops will cl- the top si- parts of the symbol clash, and you'll get your sound off of that. Although it would still be kind of muted. But then when he starts like sort of pancaking them on people, that would not <laughs> produce a noise, right? I mean, it it would make as a professional percussionist, I can tell you that it would make a noise. It would just make a really gross kind of noise yeah because those are pretty clean cymbal crashes which is not right also if you really wanted to do some damage you'd hit them edge on and i want to say if those cymbals by the way for being in an antique store are in incredibly good condition Mm -hmm. there's There's no patina anymore i know they're really really clean (laughs) (laughs) i mean i have cymbals that i clean regularly they don't look that good That antique store, as everybody in New York will know, anybody who lives in Manhattan, that antique store prided itself on the cleanliness of its symbols. That was on the billboard. We've got the best symbols here in the borough. They're so clean. <laughs> Cleanest symbols on Bleecker Street. <laughs> there's this, there's this moment. Good, sir. Sorry, there's this moment after um, Mikey is like wailing away with the symbols. He's like going left, right, left, right, hitting this guy with the symbols. And he, he gets pulled back off screen for a moment. And then suddenly lurches back forward and falls on his face. And that was always like a a physical comedy moment that just made me always laugh out loud. The way that the the actor in the suit does that, the way that the the head puppet part reacts to that, I just Mm. always giggled so much. I I don't know why. (laughs) I just found it to be a very funny visual moment in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that is a, the, that, that does kind of like uh, affect like my understanding of the choreography. It's like you know you sort of watch this this zany sort of cartoon violence, and and then you have to, and and I'm like, ugh, this is just so like it's these gross motor movements, these sort of silly things. There's like no skill to it. But then you got to remember, oh yeah, they're trying to make the faces work, and the faces are full of servos and like uh, hydraulics and little pumps and things, and they want yeah. the faces to emote and express and talk and do things. And it's like, oh yeah, it's really hard to do that and have some sort of complex motions. <laughs> well, and, and the nice thing too is in, in this scene there are shots where they're using the stunt turtle heads that have none yeah. of the motors and it's really, it's done well in this scene. They're not super noticeable in this scene like they are in say the scene where Michelangelo is whirling his nunchucks around and you're getting <laughs> Well, because a- they're, they're really quick cuts too. Yeah. Yes. And also they're like, you know, mashing the stunt head against a piano. Right. Which, or they're not by the looking way, directly at camera. Yes, go ahead, when, Rachel. When Donnie's head hits the piano, those three notes are from Beethoven's Fifth. Which was also a really bad really? direct to video movie yes. that we're the, not going to really the dun, I don't dun, know dun, that dun, I ever dun. noticed that before. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, that, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. 
I don't know if that's official, but that's what it sounds like. I, I, I'll go with it. That's another very Bugs Bunny moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny, too, because they even pull the uh, the composer into that <laughs> into yeah. that world. It's like we're pulling everyone down on our level here. The yeah. fight choreographer, <laughs> the the ninjas, the... the John Duprez, the composer. <laughs> while while I was Duprez. researching that, Adam found out that there are at least five Beethoven dog movies. Yeah. Oh, there's there's at probably least more. <laughs> yeah, wait, Beethoven's how many can you name? Beethoven? Is a bad movie. There's Beethoven. Wait, the... The there's movies Be- or the dogs? The, the movies. <laughs> there's Beethoven, Beethoven's <laughs> second. Beethoven's second. I don't... And then it's just wouldn't third, they just be fourth. Beethoven's yeah, third, I think, I Beethoven's think fourth, yeah, isn't and Beethoven's that just Because, you know, they just go off the symphonies. Second, yeah. third, fourth, fifth. Well, that's a lot less entertaining than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they can't, they can't like, expect? create new things. It's about a St. Bernard. Gotta... Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What was that, Jason? <laughs> I was just going to say, they can't create new conventions for their titles. they got to just stick to the one <laughs> joke that they had yeah. and just ride it all the way through. <laughs> Beethoven returns. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, sure, they could have, like... Beethoven like, Origins. Like some <laughs> studio funded five Beethoven movies. Yeah. Like, Dude, some studio Amadeus funded 13 Air Bud movies. So shut. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I was about Adam, to bring up. Adam, somebody funded two Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies. True. I know, my God. True. I just watched Come the second on. one last night and I am just not... not uh, happy we'll, about... you know, we'll save the conversation about that for one of the weekend episodes that we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, which you can only get if you subscribe to our Patreon. Ha ha. Ha. Buy our book. Uh, and Tatsu, like, lurking in the background is this little, yeah. this little stoic mini boss. Oh, I hate there's, him. There's so many random so shots of when, they, when the camera sort of pulls back in over these five minutes, there's a bunch of shots of Tatsu just lurking, doing nothing, as if, like, glowering. He's glowering super hard. <laughs> he's, but, he's like a third Dan in glowering. <laughs> the close-up shots of him work really well, but anytime the camera pulls back, it just—I never noticed him before. And now mm-hmm. that I'm watching one minute at a time, I see him like nudged into the corner of the screen every once in a while. And yeah. I don't even know if it happens in this minute. Um, I guess it does once or twice. About 38 seconds in, he just looks really silly, just standing there doing nothing. Like we've been shown that this guy is a badass. We've seen him beat up somebody, and yet he does no fighting. Well, because he's a mini boss, his fight with the turtles come like way later in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> enter more quarters. <laughs> yeah. He's just waiting till all your health is your like splinter gone is in another castle. Your weapons are broken, and you have to fight this mini boss, and you can't go back through the dungeon because you know the door Did closes. Did you bring enough heat potions? Your wizard is about flute. to die. <laughs> wizard is about to die. <laughs> What is April holding? What is she trying this, to fend that, off people with? At first, it looked to me kind of like uh, like like sort of um, trim molding from you know where the floor meets the the wall. But because they they just crashed to the floor, I'm willing to bet that it's like a, a plank of hardwood hardwood mm-hmm. flooring. Mm. So it's like you know a one by it's like a one by two. I thought it was a big pipe wrench at first. Nope, all shiny. <laughs> I always I thought it was wood. a pipe too, but I, I think maybe I think that because she has the pipe much later in the movie. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it does just look like she's holding like a chunk of wood. Yeah. Is it one that she pulled out of Raphael's shell? Didn't he have a big <laughs> hunk of wood like sticking out of his shell earlier? I don't think. Oh, there, no, nothing was sticking out of his shell. 
that would be like a crazy turtle injury. That w- that would be ghastly. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, that's that's why Leo said he's not dead, are, not yet. Right? No, 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 no. I think like you know, just some of the sh- some of the wood was like broken around him, like from the window, like that he got thrown through. But there's mm-hmm. no way anything was actually piercing his shell. I don't know. It is made of entirely you know foam rubber. So <laughs> yeah, suspension of disbelief, Scott. <laughs> my suspension of disbelief does not allow me to believe that that turtle shell was punctured by wood hey um, man you don't you don't know how the ninja turtles their evolution and you know i mean it's just there's so much it's they're not a regular turtle we, we yeah. don't know the, the, the ooze gave them osteoporosis of the shell <laughs> <laughs> they're like soft shell crab Oh, no, no, all that ninjutsu weakened oh, it. Oh no, soft shell turtle. Soft shell crabs <laughs> freak me out. Turtles with a soft shell, turtle power. Oh no! Oh, oh. you know they make a pill for that now. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Uh. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> uh, are you having fun yet, Jason? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anytime, anytime we're talking Ninja Turtles, I'll have fun. <laughs> Um, so we get a few more shots of like the foot soldiers, like wailing away on the turtles with like chunks of wood and what appears to maybe be like an old skateboard or a tennis racket. And then all of a sudden this, uh, this light enters the shot. The entire basement is illuminated and everyone just sort of decides at the same time that, Oh my God, light. That means we should stop fighting. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the only thing missing is here. The only thing missing is a needle, like, scratching across the record. <laughs> yeah. A lesser director would have put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay would have put that I, in there. I don't there. know. I'm pretty There's sure. There's probably there, another was, cut there was a that debate. has that. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, behind the editing camera, they were like, mm, should we put it in? <laughs> we have probably, probably, more like, probably a cut of the movie that includes a record yeah. scratch. I yeah. was going to say, it's probably, probably more like someone said, we should down. probably take that out. <laughs> yeah, I think some producer, like, within the last week before it premiered, some producer was like, all right, we just, let's, come on, guys, come on. Too yeah, 86, the record scratch, you guys. <laughs> Somewhere there is a cut of this movie that just uses the sound effects from the cartoon. <laughs> also, also just before, just before, like you know, the you know the 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 door opens up and and mom and dad show up and end the party. Uh, like you know, one, one of them's being pinned up against the wall by this foot guy, and he's like, you know, Mikey. we can really use Raph right about now. And I'm like, what is that? What is that foot foot clan guy doing? Like he has him kind of pinned up in a way, like against the wall, like. If he were a person, you could be like kneeing him in the body. You could be kneeing him in the legs and the crotch. But he's a turtle. Like you can't <laughs> yeah. punch the turtle in the shell. It's not going to do any good. What are you hoping to accomplish? He's just like I'm going to hold this guy up against the wall. Is it maybe a chokehold? Maybe. No, because I, mean, I would. I would. You can't. I think the in- you the can't. intent might be the chokehold because of the way that Michelangelo is speaking right there, and he's got his hands right up to his throat. You, you can do a head and arm triangle, but I wouldn't really think you can pull that off on a turtle whose shell like gets in the way of the... There's no way like a human is going to be able to like get around his shell, his head, and his arm and close that up enough to, to get do- the choke. Maybe he's discovering that right is, now. <laughs> I, I, I just recently got myself back into jujitsu, and now I'm thinking about how you would choke out a turtle and a head and arm triangle. <laughs> You're not telling like, your sensei this or whatever you call it, are you? <laughs> no, 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 well, no, how do you okay. choke out a guy whose head can just go into his body? Right, and we've well, already determined that these are... Well, if you get under his are... jaw, his head's not going to go back into the turtle. I mean, Rachel, 
Rachel, go yeah, ahead. The, these are bad ninjas, right? Oh, this right. is the, the B team. team. They don't understand how to fight correctly. These are the guys who can't climb buildings. Right. <laughs> Master Tatsu, look what I'm doing. Yeah. Or are these the better like, ninjas, hey, oh, yeah. actually? Because if, if we're further into the into this level, these would be the harder ninjas. Yeah, but clear, they're fighting yet, with, like, two-by-fours. Like, Adam, I, I like that to you this is a video game. To Chris, this is a real fight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some serious issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very fun to see where we all come at this from. <laughs> uh, Rachel, it's varsity sports. Yeah. Or I, junior I varsity, short. as it was. <laughs> I don't know. I was struggling to find something for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Inappropriate chokehold technique uh, it leads into light turns on, and everybody just decides that the music's over, so we stop dancing. Yeah. And we get this... And frankly, the fact that the music does stop right there, again, it adds to the comedy of the moment because it sort of gives you this awkward silence. So you'd had this crescendoing, like, orchestral thing happening, and the tempo is getting faster and faster, and, you know, the melodic lines are crisscrossing over each other, and then it's just gone. Like, the rug is pulled out from under you, and it makes this scene feel really awkward when the music gets ripped away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then we get the uh, super cool, just that single guitar. <laughs> The most <laughs> I, I think Casey and Jones wow. gets the most badass treatment in this movie. Yeah. He definitely oh, wins the most badass forearm award. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that shot of his guy, veiny that, forearm that in a fingerless glove. The, the little grip ball thing. With, yeah, he is, with just, he is rippling. Hair <laughs> glistening off of his muscles. <laughs> Settle down, Scott. As he slowly and maniacally pats that hockey stick into the palm of his hand. Just erratically standing there. Oh, wait a minute. What? This, this Seductively into intimidating. Ah, oh, crap. Backlit from the streets from whence This turned came. into a totally different kind of podcast. Well, I guess we know where I'm coming from oh, now. Casey Jones. Jones and for that Casey. You think video games, I think softcore porn. What? <laughs> I was he was he was talking about where he was coming from on this one and I, I was going to make a joke but I didn't mm. I just oh, wanted you to ugh. know that I showed restraint. <laughs> Thank you. We're you can PG imagine the joke. here, mister. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just you know you know, people can infer whatever they want. I'm not saying there was or wasn't any specific type of joke. <laughs> I like that at like forty nine seconds into this, as we are seeing Casey Jones rippled forearm in the foreground, <laughs> there is what appears to be some small creature holding an acoustic guitar or a cello on a piece of paper <sighs> in the background. Maybe and it's a little frog. <laughs> I was thinking either a little frog or maybe a little birdie holding an instrument. I just, I, I wish I could see it because it, it almost looks it's like adorable. Pepe. How weird would it be if it was Pepe? Oh my god. That Didn't the creator weird. of Pepe just say that Pepe is dead or yeah, something? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, I, I feel so like bad from, uh, for that what, guy. French comic or something. something yeah. It's like, like it's like something from years ago that it was just like some innocuous thing, and then, well, yeah, the new <laughs> wave Nazis took it over or something, mm-hmm. and usurped it. I don't know. I, I haven't read all the cartoon frog headlines lately. I can focus <laughs> more on turtles. Car- cartoon frog weekly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> There's probably a publication for that. Yeah. And, anyway, I digress. Um, so we cut back up and we get the really cool shot of Casey Jones' mask, which is like the second time we get the shot of the mask in this movie. The first time is in the the Central Park scene earlier, and 
That is such the a way great he mask. introduces himself as you guys mind telling me what you're doing to my little friend over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, this dude, it's like you guys did not ran leave away. on friendly terms. No, he <laughs> yeah. ran like away guys- from Raphael calling him a freak earlier in the movie. Freak. And then he sees Raphael on a rooftop. Mind you, sees a full grown walking, talking <laughs> turtle, thinks nothing of it and comes to his rescue. Like, he did just I, think it was a dude in a mask, and now he's like, oh, no, it's obviously a giant, hideous creature. Let me go save it. I just don't understand Nothing like some good old-fashioned off-screen character development. I guess. Oh, man. You want to talk off-screen character development. Does anyone want to bring Jason up to speed? Oh, uh, Jason Jones. Jones. I don't know. Oh, I did it last me. time. Uh, so I'll do we, it. Okay, You'll okay. do it. Adam, you do it. Uh, all right. So, so we had this theory from way back. The, the first scene we see Casey Jones, I think, who was... Who was the guest Scott Corelli, yes. That oh, also Scott, s- that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, he's a good whoa. friend of mine. He's been on. He's been on both my podcasts. He's a great oh, guy. Okay. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not whoa. our producer or anything. Yeah, jeez, man. Oh, wait, I love to he bleep is. that out. Oh, that's oh. the joke. Oh, oh. <laughs> yikes! Nervously anyway. tugs on tie. Uh, we I stand by my theory. words. <laughs> we came up with this theory that. Uh, Casey Jones is kind of a Punisher type character. I mean, he's got a Punisher kind of look to him with mm-hmm. the mask. But like, uh, what, what did we say? His his family, his son and wife were killed in some sort of mafia crossfire. Yeah, not necessarily like uh, anything about a wife, but that like since all of his his weapons are like child sized, like he has oh, you know, yeah, a short yeah, yeah, hockey yeah. stick and short bats and like all this stuff, and he's got like a child sized golf bag. We figure his son was killed by criminals, and he's using his kids' sports equipment to enact justice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we gave him a really dark backstory. It got weird. I like it. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. <laughs> it adds so much more depth to this movie, though. Yeah, there's a lot more emotion behind all this if you look at it that way. Wait till we tell you about April. My, my little friend, my surrogate son. <laughs> maybe yes. we'll see. Maybe maybe his son like also just had a fascination with turtles, you know, and oh, like he was oh, like that, that kid in the zombie makeup in that one YouTube video where he's like, I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> yeah. And so that was the thing. And so then after like after Casey Jones ran away, he was like, Oh, oh, turtles! It's my son calling <laughs> from the sign. other side. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe maybe he thinks Raph is his son reincarnated. Oh, oh man, maybe man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the turtles were Casey Jones's son's pet turtles. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. And like after his son died, he just couldn't take it anymore, and he just threw him down in the sewer. And so, now here they are. No, but that would put Casey like in his forties or fifties. So I no. guess yeah, true. Never mind. Well, it, it, it's kind of funny though because the so in the original Turtles comic, as you guys probably know, the origin of the Turtles was just basically an alternate universe version of the origin of Daredevil, yep, where yes. instead of Daredevil well, getting hit with you know the the chemicals and what? all that stuff, Darede- like that Matt Murdock or some kid was carrying some turtles and dropped them into the uh, into the sewer. Right? Is that that's how it goes? Right? Well, I yeah. thought the kid also got hit. I thought that I thought oh, the, kid the kid still. I think I thought the kid still got hit. So the assumption is somewhere out That's in the rest right. of the city, Daredevil is still there, and he's fighting the hand, and the turtles are fighting the foot. Mm. That's right. That's right. Something um, like and that. So I, I was. I was. I was. Light, I was hoping I know, I to imagine that maybe I have my uh, issue Casey Jones' one. son was Daredevil. 
I have my issue <laughs> number one right here, signed by Peter Laird in its frame. I just don't feel like taking Oof. it out to open it and read right don't now. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> what yeah, dude, nuts? I, I could grab it off my shelf or something, save you some time. That's not how that works, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's a second copy. I have one for reading. It's just not in the building right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so Casey Jones is standing there monologuing and you know, whacking the the goalie stick across his uh, his palm there in a very Looking menacing fashion. So badass. And we get one of the the best sort of takes of the movie where he goes, "Whoa!" He's in the <laughs> middle of giving the speech to a room full of ninjas. Keep in mind, he's encountered four giant walking, talking turtles and a room full of ninjas. And what is the one thing that catches his attention? Well, we'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Mm-hmm. We will find out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, look at you. I was going to give it away. What could it possibly be? The suspense is killing be? you. Whoa. Ooh, 24 hours until you can find out. <laughs> uh, well, in that, you know what? I like it. Hurry. Let's leave him, uh, oh, let's leave him I, hanging. What if he just yeah. sees something in the in the antique store that like piques his interest? Yeah. That, like, Elvis, that Elvis bust. I love it. All right, guys. Hang on. <laughs> Round table. Round sees- table. What does Casey Jones see that he goes, whoa, Jason, what do you think it is? Uh, I think it's a, a cricket bat that he can <laughs> add to his collection. All right, Chris. I, I think it is a tiny wooden duck wearing a raincoat. Adam, what makes Casey Jones go, whoa? Uh, a Franklin Mint Fabergé egg. <laughs> Rachel. He has a collection. Yeah, it's a Franklin Mint. Um, a My Little Pony. Ah, Ooh. my guess in an antique store. They're only five years old at this point. <laughs> He's Why a not? Brony. <laughs> He's a brony. He's the proto brony. <laughs> oh my god! My guess, his reflection. Ah. Ah. Look at those forearms, uh, sick. We'll uh, we'll wrap up minute number forty six here on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute. Thank you, Jason. We're going to see you again tomorrow. Make sure you guys go check out the Savage Land podcast at thesavagelandpodcast.com. Is it the thesavagelandpodcast.com? Uh, it's just savagelandpodcast.com, but now I have to go buy that other domain. Thanks so much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we will bid you adieu. We will see you guys on minute number forty seven on Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cowabunga. Mm-hmm.